This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we talk about how to be happier. This week we'll talk about how and why we should allow a tradition to evolve. And we'll talk to Bradley Tusk about his new novel, Obvious in Hindsight. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, habits, the five senses, the four tendencies, human nature. I am here in my little home office in New York City, and joining me today from Los Angeles is my sister Elizabeth Kraft, my sister the sage. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA. And Gretchen, one tradition I love is our tradition of doing this podcast every week. That's such a great tradition. And before we dive in, we have an update. In episode 468, we talked about the question of like what kind of gold star works for you. And I also mentioned this question in my weekly newsletter, and we got an interesting response. Yeah, Alicia said, I have just read your latest five things email, and the item to earn badges to celebrate your progress jumped out at me. One of my students told me about the Rebel Badge book. It is filled with badges you can earn, much like children do in Scouts and Guides. The badges are diverse and can be a useful jumping off point if you are feeling a bit stuck and want to try something new or push yourself in an existing hobby. There are also badges that encourage self-reflection and education. It's self-governed, but there is a very active Facebook community in which you can share your progress, ask for guidance, or take part in group challenges. You can order real fabric patch badges, just like the Scouts, to sew onto your jumper or a banner or just tick them off in the book. The choice is yours and helps you make the most of your spare time and spend some time doing things you can't normally find time for. And so I looked at the examples of some of these badges, and here are just a few. Activist, indoor gardener, mechanic, board games, 
circus skills, coder, confectioner, film critic, mixologist, music lover. So I think it's great to just look at the choices and get ideas of some activities that you want to do. It's super fun. If you're an obliger, the idea that you're joining in with all these people that could help you stick to it. I will post a link to the Rubble Badge store in the show notes, but I I just thought that this was super charming. So fun. I have to look and see if there's a Mahjong badge, Scratch. If there's not, you can start it. (laughs) And if you want to sign up for my newsletter, you can sign up at GretchenRubin.com slash newsletter. And this week, Elizabeth, our Try This at Home suggestion is to allow a tradition to evolve. Yeah, and we've mentioned this before, but it's really worth focusing on as a Try This at Home because traditions about family and friends need to change over time as your circumstances change. Yeah, it's easy. You know, you think of a tradition as being something that's locked in, but life is changing over time, circumstances, values, what's even possible. And so it's good to keep an eye on tradition so that we make sure that they are really vital and working for us and not becoming more of a drag than what they're supposed to do, which is to make life richer and more memorable and help people feel closer to each other. Yeah, like we've had to evolve our Christmas and Thanksgiving traditions, Gretchen, especially me. So when I got married, I went to doing the every other year at each big holiday, which now, of course, totally feels like the tradition. It it feels so-called normal now that we've done it for years. And then I even evolved that more because my sister-in-law was doing the same thing, but we were on off years. So we evolved to getting ourselves on the same schedule So now we have a tradition that we're very happy with. Plus, I'm now hosting. Yes. Big gold star. You have evolved into that. You've personally evolved as well as evolved the tradition. Yes, and I love it. And a way that we've evolved family traditions is so my in-laws live right around the corner from us, you know, and my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and their kids also live in New York City. And when all the grandchildren were little, we would go to their birthday party. We would celebrate them separately. Now we have clustered birthdays. So we have kind of like a December birthday group. We have a February birthday group and a few stragglers that we will do uh, separately. But over time, we just realized we wouldn't be able to keep up having every single birthday. And so realizing that we could group them together I think has made us more consistent because it was more manageable. And also I will note that it used to be my mother-in-law who would send out the email like, hey, we've got a birthday coming up. Let's figure out a date. And now I'm the one who usually does that. So that's also an it's an ev- evolution in uh, making less work and also more work for me, but that's fine. Gretch, now you've got your open door phase of life yes. when Eliza and Eleanor are out of the house. And that's causing, you know, a lot of traditions to evolve. Well, one of the traditions, and I think this is kind of a very common tradition, is that Eliza, who lives in New York City, comes over for dinner every Sunday night. That's sort of the default, and then we tinker with it. But I would love to hear from listeners if you have good traditions related to this open door phase, especially this open door phase where they're they're like newly out of the house because it feels like that's a very particular stage of life. And I really want to make the most of it. So I'd love to hear how other people do it. I mean, another thing related to this stage is, you know, I have my Halloween photo gallery where every year I take a picture of the girls in their Halloween costumes, get a Halloween kind of themed frame or like at least a, like a black or orange frame and add it to a gallery and I put it out every Halloween. But this year I decided, you know what, that gallery 
is now paused. Maybe I will add to it more when there are more little kids dressed up in Halloween costumes, mm-hmm. but at least for now, that photo gallery is what it is, which it's was a complete. little poignant. Yeah. It's complete. For the That's time. That's a good way to frame it. It, it, has com- it has reached completion. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It will begin again one it day, will, yes. we hope. Volume two. Yes. yes. Well, I mean, big milestones like that often require evolution. Mm-hmm. And it is a good time to think about what you want. So, yes. for instance, you want to see Eliza on a regular basis. So it's a good time to set up that yes. tradition. I think a lot of people who have kids out of the house like to have a regular time to FaceTime. Yeah. If you know you can't see each other in person, that's another kind of tradition that evolves. And maybe, like, you go to them for Thanksgiving or something like that. Back to what you were saying about you should think about what you want. I think that's really, really important because you have to think about what it is that you want from the tradition so that you can make sure that it keeps going. So, for instance, like, if an important friend or family member dies, it might be a time when a tradition could be lost. And so you want to reflect on that, really stop and think, What's going to happen with this tradition? Do we want to hold on to it in some way, but it has to be a new way? Gretchen, my in-laws who did a lot of hosting of, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, there was just sort of over wanting to host. And that was a time because that was kind of like a transitional time. And so I thought about it, like, do I want to jump into hosting? And I thought, I really do. Jack absolutely loves us to have the people over to our house. You know, we always admired mom and still do admire mom's hosting skills so much. And I sort of said, okay, this is outside of my comfort zone, but I'm going to take this moment to embrace the idea of hosting. Mm -hmm. And as I was saying, I love it. Yeah, right. Well, and when you think about what you want, you might see the way forward. So, for instance, you might have a bunch of friends who love to go out for drinks, but you come to a point where everybody's comparing New Year's resolutions and they're all related about getting healthier or more exercise. And you could say, hey, why don't we switch it up instead of meeting for drinks after work? Why don't we meet for a hike on the weekend? And that will serve the aim that we all share of getting healthier, but we're still having what's really important to us, which is just the time to hang out and have fun but we're doing it in a new way that works for where we are right now. Yeah. One um, tradition I love, Gretch, that has evolved is Galentine's Day. Yes, right. Women have really embraced the idea of having a friend's dinner. Yes. I think it's the day before Valentine's Day often, and I love that. It's a celebration of friendship. Yes. And, you know, back to this idea of what do you want, this is also helpful if you're thinking about new traditions. And, of course, new tradition sounds kind of, it's an oxymoron, Mm -hmm. but a tradition has to start at some point. And so you might think about, well, what do I want? How do I make it into a tradition? Like I thought one of my big resolutions from the Happiness Project was to be a treasure house of happy memories. And so keeping a Halloween gallery was something that served that aim. It was a new tradition that then became an old tradition. I remember reading, this came up in the context of obligers holding each other accountable, but I thought it was also a great example of starting a new tradition so that people are meeting their aims. It was a mother and a daughter, and the daughter, she wanted to read the Bible every day, Mm. and she also wanted to get up earlier, but she lived by herself. So what she did is she and her mother started a tradition that they would call each other at 7 a.m., read the Bible together, pray for each other, (laughs) and then have their day. And I thought, well, this is so brilliant, right, because it's accountability, which obligers need. 
she's getting up on time, she's reading the Bible, and she's spending time with her mother on the phone. It's just like this is a, like a, a quadruple win, mm -hmm. but it was a new tradition that was thought through carefully to serve all these aims in a very elegant way. Yeah, and another thing to keep in mind is you want it to be manageable yes. in terms of time, money, yes. and effort. So if you're yes. going to evolve a tradition, yes. evolve it in a way that you can actually follow through with. Yes. You don't want to be so ambitious in your yes. tradition that nobody wants to take part. Which can happen. Absolutely you know, can, it can they happen. They can gather more parts. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, why does this matter? Well, the research shows that for a happier life, traditions really have an important part to play. They help people stay closer together. They give children a feeling of family membership and continuity. They help keep memories vivid. They make time more memorable. They mark time. They're a great way to celebrate our five senses. You know, I'm all about mm. the five senses. And so much of what we associate with traditions is all of the sensory elements involved. So there's so many reasons to think about evolving a tradition so that they stay like a vital part of our lives. Absolutely. So let us know if you do try this at home and how allowing a tradition to evolve works for you. What tradition have you evolved? Let us know on Instagram, threads, TikTok, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes. This is happiercast.com slash 471 to get everything related to this episode. Coming up, we asked and you answered. We have happiness <laughs> hacks about how to deal with those lights on devices that keep us awake at night. But first, this break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Okay, Elizabeth, it's time for the happiness hack. And boy, in episode 468, I put out a call what do you do about those super bright lights that devices emit that you just think, oh my gosh, this thing is keeping me awake, this like blue light that's shining across the room at me? And it turns out that when you identify a problem, which I finally identified that problem, there are many very simple solutions. We got great suggestions from listeners. Yes. Many people suggested stickers that cover lights on yes. devices. Yes. This is a thing you can buy. Yes. Yes. Flanchy was the most often noted brand, but I don't know that it really matters. Yeah, these are special stickers that are made for this purpose. Yes. And neither of us got them because it's no spend February, yes. but we <laughs> noted them and we will revisit the question in March. Yeah. And another thing you can use is Plastitac. I didn't really know about this, but it's reusable adhesive mounting putty. Kathy wrote, it's easy to remove Plastitac with no mess or residue. 
No light leaks out, and it doesn't look terrible either. It sticks to any clean, dry surface, never dries out, and is 100% reusable. Just pull off the desired amount and knead until pliable. So if you have plastic tack around, this would be a great way to use it. Fantastic. Yeah. Jennifer said, when we're traveling or sleeping at someone else's house, we just pack a roll of blue painter's tape with us. That way, when we find a bright light on an electronic, we can just stick a piece or two of blue tape on top to dim it. Bonus, the bright blue color also makes it easy to remember to remove it before you leave. Yes, I thought that was a great idea. Many people also suggested painter's tape and it and noted that it comes in many colors. So I think it is a good idea if you're like using it outside your own home yes. to have it be very conspicuous. And then finally, Shannon had a different solution, which is she recommends wearing a sleep mask because that blocks out all the light and then you don't have to worry about the device at all. So again, these are all... Excellent practical solutions, which I have to say, I hadn't considered any of them. So I'm no. kind of baffled why these all seem relatively obvious. Yeah. Though I didn't know that there was like an actual product for this. So thank you, listeners, for yes. all that great advice. Always good when you've identified the problem. And now for an interview. My friend Bradley Tusk is someone who has worn many hats. He has started businesses. He is the founder of Tusk Venture Partners, a venture capital fund. He has worked as a political strategist. He has opened an indie bookstore here in New York City called P&T Knitwear. He's very involved with important causes, doing work to end hunger and start mobile voting. And if that's not enough, he hosts a podcast called Firewall about the intersection of tech and politics. He wrote a memoir, The Fixer, and he just came out with a novel, Obvious in Hindsight. Here's a description of the novel. A tech startup and their cutthroat consultants will stop at nothing to realize their dream of filling the skies of America's cities with flying cars, and their opposition is equally determined to bring that dream crashing down. In the blisteringly funny Obvious in Hindsight, the new technology is flying cars and they're coming to a crowded urban area near you. But before that happens, the slick and powerful political consultants campaigning to get the new tech adopted will have to manipulate political operatives to their advantage while overcoming fierce opposition from groups hostile to the idea, from the strategically aligned taxi cab and rideshare companies to the squawking costumed Autobahn Society, the socialists, and the Russian mob. Welcome, Bradley. Hello, guys. Hi, How are Bradley. you? Hi, Liz. Hi, Gretchen. How are you? We're so happy to have you here. Yeah, I'm thrilled to be here. So, Bradley, your novel, Obvious in Hindsight, imagines the fight between tech, politics, special interest groups, and grifters <laughs> around the issue of bringing flying cars to a big city. Yep. So you were involved in bringing Uber to New York City. Yes. Was that your inspiration for this book? Yeah. I mean, it certainly was part of it. Uber was the first sort of tech thing I ever worked on, and I ran the campaigns in New York and actually all over the U.S. to legalize ride sharing. Um, but since then, ended up opening a venture capital fund. So we've done about 55 investments at this point. Um, and they're generally things mm. like Uber, where it is early stage startups in highly regulated industries. So it can be transportation, like the annoying electric scooters that you see all over <laughs> Santa Monica, that was us. <laughs> yes. It could be healthcare, fintech, gaming, but everything that we invest in, in some way is heavily regulated by government. Well, one of the things I loved about the novel was it's very full of hilarious observations and details, very New York City, very Tom Wolf, And it's a novel about work. So it's all people like managing the pleasures and annoyances of work. 
Were you keeping a notebook during all this time where you were writing down sort of like, oh, this would be a great detail for my my novel one day? Yeah, it, it uh, sort of. I mean, I, th- I th- it took a really weird path. So Liz, it actually kind of makes sense to to you given your daytime job, which is it started off as a mm. TV show. Ah. So you know how celebrities all like to own liquor yes. companies now? Yes. So Steven Soderbergh bought a Bolivian brandy company called Singani. And what Steven sort of hadn't quite thought through fully was alcohol is regulated, importation is regulated, and Bolivia is a communist country with whom we have no diplomatic ties. And so he had a bunch of political things that he needed the U.S. Treasury Department to fix for him. And so he got introduced to me uh, from a Hollywood person that we both knew. And I ended up running a campaign to change some federal regulations that allowed Steven to do what he wanted to do. And he said, hey, is there anything I can do for you? And I I had just written my first book, (laughs) The Fixer. And I said, I just wrote this book. Curious what you think. And he said, okay, I'm flying to London tonight. Uh, Let me read it. I'll send you a note. I wake up the next day, email from Steven. We got to make this a scripted Mm, TV show. Wow. Right? Fantastic. So I started thinking about, like, what should this be? And I knew it should be about a campaign because that's what I do. And campaigns are sort of a good structure, right, for something like this. And I picked flying cars because at the time it felt – further out there and it felt like okay this is not something that's going to happen tomorrow so i can kind of make mm. i can satirize it and it'll be it'll it'll work so steven and i worked on the pilot together i wrote the next nine episodes our big pitch meeting with what? apple was set for march 10th 2020 Uh-oh. as you can imagine that went nowhere uh. and then uh steven moved on to other stuff but i liked kind of these characters and this world i'd created and i'd never written a novel before but i was like let me try um and so then over a couple of year period I converted it mm. to a novel, uh, came out. And it's actually, ironically, now Steve and I are working again uh, on mm. the show. So who knows? It, it, what I'm learning about Hollywood is nothing yes. ever fully dies. Um, but um, so True. I think I had so many different iterations mm. between the episodes and then the book that I just kind of kept having chances to, to plug stuff in here or there. You know, one of the things that I worried about a lot in the book is – I have this very bad habit of saying and writing things to make myself amused or laugh. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of stuff in there that I think is funny, and I'm not quite sure if anybody mm-hmm. else thinks it's yeah. funny. So when you say that, it means that yes. at least some of it yeah. seems mm-hmm. to resonate and yes. translate. So that's, yes. that's good to hear. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let me ask you about this, because you make a case in the book um, that all a politician cares about is getting reelected. Yes. So to get them to do something, you basically just have to convince them that we'll get them elected or reelected. Yes. So my question is, how can we apply that to our own lives in your experience? How can we figure out what button to push with the people around us? Whether it's a boss, a coworker, a friend, what moves the needle? How do yeah. we figure out what yeah. moves the needle with people? So, so ultimately, in politics, politicians make every decision thinking about who's going to vote in my next primary. And then based on that, that governs all of their choices. But that's mm-hmm. human nature, right? People do things that are in their self-interest. The reason why we're so frustrated with our politics is we keep saying, why can't these politicians just do the right thing and be better people, uh, even when it's not in their interest? Politicians don't do that, but human beings generally don't do that. So whether that's mm. your boss or your professor or whoever in your life has some sort of authority over you, if what you want is not in their interest, they're not going to mm. do it, right? And you – I mean all the time people come to me and ask me to do something and they tell me why it's great for them. And at the end of the conversation, I'm like, okay, but why do I care? 
this, right? Whereas if the same people pitch me and I have a foundation that gives out money and a venture capital fund that invests money, uh, you know, so I have all kinds of different ways that people are pitching me. If you can say, I know, Bradley, that you care about this, this, and this, and here's how my idea will further your goals on A, B, and C, then mm-hmm. I'm interested, right? I may or may not do it, but we're having a real conversation about it. If you just come in and tell me, I have this great idea, and here's why it'd be good f- you know, for me, like that doesn't get you anywhere at all. And so you got to align inputs and outputs, and what you want to happen has to be in the best interest of the person you're pitching it to, and you have to be able to frame it to them that way. Well, and switching to sort of getting ourselves to do what we want ourselves to do, which is an equal equal challenge in life. Um, I know you took the Habits for Happiness quiz. I did. So what answer did you get and did it did it ring true? Yes. I got boost your energy through consistent uh. rest. Very much so. I would say that so I, I've spent a lot of time the last few years really honing in on my physical mm. and mental yeah. health. And I think I've made a lot of progress on exercise and nutrition and, and therapy, all kinds of stuff. And where I still really struggle with ah. sleep. I still mm. don't get more than about six ah. hours a night. I'm always oh. tired. I'm literally, I'm drinking an energy drink as we speak <laughs> right now. <laughs> I know that my mood would be better, my mm. mental health, my perspective, my disposition would all be improved if I got more rest. I really struggle. And it's not for lack of mm-hmm. effort. Uh, it's a little bit of lack of time. But yeah, I've invested in sleep hygiene and I'm trying really hard to do the right things, but I'm very bad at it. And so I was not at all surprised to get the response that I got because it is far and away the greatest impediment to my happiness and productivity. Well, I'm sorry to hear that this is a challenge for you, but I have to say I'm glad as the person who designed the quiz that yeah, you felt like, on. okay, yes. guys, yes. <laughs> yes. So happiercast.com slash quiz if you want to take the quiz. I'm glad to hear yes. it work for you. Okay, Bradley, finally, we like to ask all of our guests for a try this at home tip, something practical that we can all implement into our daily lives to be happier and more productive. Do you have a suggestion? Yeah, actually, I turned 50 a few months ago and I I wrote a piece on Medium, uh, kind of 50 reflections turning 50 and the last 10 or so were all productivity Mm. type uh, tips. And I think the one that maybe is worth sharing is I try to do stuff Mm. right away, right? So if I can do something now, I just do it. I don't put everything on a list and then just sort of like, you know, sit around and, and try to figure out how to be more productive. Uh, there are things that take more time or planning, but anything that I can sort of just knock off immediately, I just do it immediately. And as a result, I think I am one, much more efficient and productive, but two, I have a lot more time to do the things that I mm-hmm. want to do because I'm not sort of dragged down by like, oh yeah, I got to respond to that email and I got to make that call and I got to click on that thing. Now, where you'll be annoyed is we're having a conversation and I'm also responding to someone else's email or buying something (laughs) on Amazon or whatever it is at the same time. So I don't know that it is a great human trait, but it is highly uh, productive and efficient. Yeah. Well, we sometimes talk about the one minute rule. Anything you can do in less than a minute, do without delay. So it's all these ideas of like bang out the little things so you don't get weighed down by all the little things that just add up to really weighing us down. Right. Well, thank you so much. It was so fun to talk to you. Thanks for having me, guys. I really I really appreciate it. And thank you both. And uh, thanks for reading the book. Thanks, Bradley. Coming up, Gretchen has a repeat demerit. This is a repeat from childhood. But first, yeah. this break. We 
When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team And hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Yeah, Jack has green light. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm-hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Okay, Gretch, we are back with demerits and gold stars, and you have a happiness demerit that I've heard from you many times. Yeah, so I'm a hair twister. When I was young, I thought I would outgrow hair twisting. Spoiler alert, no, I did not outgrow hair twisting. But there was a period recently where I sort of wasn't twisting my hair very much, and I did. I, I, I noticed it, and I thought, oh, that's so interesting. Maybe I am finally outgrowing hair twisting. And then 
also without me really understanding why I started twisting it again. And I don't know. I'm like, I, and maybe other hair twisters want to weigh in, but like maybe it's the literally like the length of my hair or the weather that makes the texture of my hair more fun to twist or less fun to twist. Like, I don't know why I sort of lightened up on the twisting, so I don't know why now it's coming back. But I'm trying to make myself more aware of that because I guess the bigger mystery is why did I stop? Because mm. my status quo is that I am twisting it. Ah, very conscious, conscious of the fact that I'm twisting it. So anyway, I'm giving myself mm. this demerit again because it's a way to bring it up into consciousness more. Yes. So I want to pay more attention to patterns in my hair twisting. Okay. But how about you, Elizabeth? What is your gold star this week? Well, I'm sort of giving myself a gold star, Gretchen, but it's it's for the weekend away I just had. So oh. we went away for the weekend with a group and stayed at this RV park in a cabin, which I probably talked about last year when I did I it. I remember you a doing great this. Great yeah. time. And Adam played a, in a golf tournament. And here's why I'm giving myself a gold star. It was an extremely rainy weekend. Ooh. And normally I am the person who would spend the whole week up, I'd just be like walking around the house. Is it going to be raining? Is it going to be yeah. raining? Should we even yeah. go? Like, this yeah. is terrible. It's going to be raining. And then we'd get there and it'd be raining. And I'd be like, it's raining. And, you know, we spent money on this cabin and we're doing this. And what does this mean? Yeah. And I just decided I just did not care about the rain. I just decided okay. it's, it's raining. It's raining. Who cares? Right. Like, we'll be inside. Adam will golf or he won't golf. Uh -huh. Jack had a friend with him, which was great. And I'm like, if they are just in the cabin, they're in the cabin. It's raining. Uh -huh. And it's not my problem that it's raining. And we had the dogs. I'm like, the dogs are going to get wet. It's fine. I have a towel. I'll dry them off. And I just let it go, my anxiety over the weather. Mm -hmm. And I had a great time. And it really didn't matter that it was raining. And... Plus, side note, Adam did get to golf, which was good. Did you start fretting and then stop? Or did you just, the minute that the rain started, you could see that this was going to start becoming irksome and you nipped it in the bud? Well, I saw that it was going to be raining days in advance. It was very oh. clear that it was going to be raining. It was a big uh. storm coming in. Uh. And so I started fretting. And then I don't know why, because it's very unlike me, I had the wherewithal to just let it go. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because the weather is like, if you were going to say, what is something in your life that you have absolutely no control yes. over? It is the weather. Yes. You can control, like, do you bring an umbrella? Do you wear a hat? Do you bring waterproof shoes? But you cannot control the weather. And you you were just like, I can't control the weather. Yeah. So anyway, I'm happy because I fully, I enjoyed it. I had a great time. And, you know, the rain in some ways made it very cozy and fun. We don't get a lot of rain in Southern California. So. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's interesting, too. It might have been that even if you'd been anxious and worried about it all the time leading up to it, once it started, you might have enjoyed it and had fun with it. But you would have had all the downer of worrying about it ahead of time. Yes. Whereas this way, if it's terrible, it's terrible. And I'll just experience that when it happens. But I don't need to worry about it now. And then when it actually happened, it wasn't terrible at all. So Yes. So lesson yeah. for life. Try yes. not to worry about that which you cannot control. Yes, yes. Wise words, not easier said than easy. done. Not yeah. easy. <laughs> 
The resource for this week. Well, we were talking about badges earlier for all these fun things that you can do. In the Happier app, you can now get badges because people do love a badge. It's a form of gold star. It is such a fun new feature. Elizabeth, you and I are enjoying getting our badges. Mm -hmm. If you want to start earning badges yourself, you can sign in or sign up at thehappierapp.com. I'm shared them on social media. You get a gold star from us for every badge you complete. So again, that is thehappierapp.com, or I'll link to it from the show notes. Elizabeth, what are you reading? I am still reading. My name is Barbara by (laughs) Barbara Streisand. I am reading Heretics by G.K. Chesterton. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Allow a tradition to evolve. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thank you to our guest, Bradley Tuss. You can read his novel, Obvious in Hindsight, and listen to his podcast, Firewall. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram, Threads, Facebook, and TikTok at Gretchen Rubin. And I'm on Instagram and Threads at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. If you listen to this podcast, give yourself a badge for being a podcast listener. And then if you recommend the show to a friend, give yourself a gold star for that. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. So, Elizabeth, I mean, it seems like there's been so much more rain lately. Are you sort of having to adjust to that in California? Yes, it's really different. But, you know, this year is the first time there's been as much rain in February as there was in February 1998, which is when Sarah and I moved to L.A. So we moved in the rain. Oh, So it's reminding me of that time when we moved here because it's very similar. That's very five senses because I bet it's the smell of the rain and the feel of the rain and the falling against the windows. It's it's unusual in Los Angeles, so it brings back that time. That's lovely. Yeah, so we're getting a kick out of that, Sarah and I. From the Onward Project. Gretch, I know from my own experience that baby making is not always simple. There is a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And when you want to conceive, there can be a lack of understanding and resources. Frida Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from reproductive health to uh, ovulation tracking, to conception aid. Frida is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. Frida products are innovative, easy to use, and accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. This is baby making simplified. Find Frida Fertility on Amazon, at Target, and select CVS stores near you. That's Frida Fertility, F-R-I-D-A, Frida Fertility.